Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brendan with Evoke Bikes. So I have a Cat 4 question that came in, and this is about going into the off-season, going into your base phase. Why would I post a video like that in the middle of summer? Because truly, you want to be having this conversation with your coach or yourself in August, just getting a sense of like, what are you even thinking of next year? It's always interesting when I didn't have these conversations. You know, someone might do a bunch of cross and... Then it's the holiday time and they're doing some long rides where they might take a break from training. They're like, oh, by the way, there's this big race I want to do really well at in February. (laughs) It's like, okay, it's kind of tough to have an A race in February when you haven't been preparing for that. Same thing, you know, I was really dialed with training even in upstate New York through the winter because I wanted to do well at Baton Kills the beginning of April. There are people who would be like mid-January, like, all right, I'm going to start training, get ready for bat and kill. It's like that you wait, what? How you, you can't even go through a build properly if you haven't done any base miles or you can, it just won't be as effective. So I'm going to put out a more dialed in five blocks to racing, uh, kind of updated some things, talking more directly on strength training, midweek rides and weekend rides. Just It's not a template because I hate templates. It's really just trying to help you point your ship in the right direction to help you ask questions to apply answers that apply to your training and then to your racing. There's also a great podcast by Velo News that was out with Dr. San Milan. They talked about a lot of different scenarios for getting ready for race season. A lot of that overlaps with what we're talking about in this uh, framework is really what it is. It's a framework that you have to apply. Very big difference from a framework framework to a template. So anyways, this question came in that's very applicable to that. So let's preface this one in July. Then we'll start talking about some of these other topics so that you know through the whole fall and winter you're doing what you need to do to get ready for 2022 because hopefully, fingers crossed, everything Schedule-wise, is back to normal. Uh, COVID has made training and racing for specific events really difficult for a lot of athletes. So hopefully that is behind us. So this is the question. When I go into a winter base slash build phase of some sort, and I know that you're not a completely 100% traditional winter's pure base miles guy. I don't know where he got that from. To what extent are we building on top of the season's gains versus trying to limit losses? Should I expect to emerge significantly stronger year after year after build phases or to take big dips and maybe emerge a little bit ahead each time? Like what will happen if I compare this year versus last year's power curve? How much does it all stick through a stereotypical Z2 and gym winter? What is the time scale on which all this stuff plays out and how much do you make power building stick? So there are a ton of questions. We could probably make five different podcasts off of all of these. So I'm going to try to answer this without being crazy verbose. We're already at three minutes. So I am a very base aerobic person over winter. Um, I do not agree with like the GCN model of, oh, that's super old school. You can go really hard now. It is not wise, in my opinion, to be training super hard all winter long. I know Zwift has a huge indoor series. That's great. If you want to do that, I would highly recommend you take a downtime in the spring, maybe when it's super rainy in your area. It is really hard to race your best all year long 
I'm not going to say impossible because nothing's impossible. There's going to be a handful of athletes that do well with that. Um, when, especially the type of racing that people do all year round is really hard. And it's also not aerobic training. It's, it's racing. So you can have a long race season, no doubt, but you need some downtime. And you can even hear some of the pros talking about that in some of the podcasts that we did. Um, Dr. Samalan talks about this in the Velo News podcast. The athletes that he sees at the world tour level, that especially because of COVID, when all those races got pushed to the fall, if they didn't get to have a reset button and really do base training, they have not been as successful afterwards. So I'm not saying that everything that world tour athletes do applies to us as amateurs, but when you have the best athletes in the world not performing as well because they're not doing the easy riding or the base riding, the aerobic foundation riding, it's, it's difficult. It doesn't end well often. If you don't know what base miles is, and I, I don't like that, let's build the pyramid. Just these analogies. Google on our or look on our YouTube page, Why Ride Endurance. That short video goes into why you want to be riding endurance. So I am a winter base miles guy. You will see that in the five blocks to racing when we break that down. There's a lot of easier riding. It doesn't mean that you're going out and just chatting and not pedaling. There's a difference between like the coffee ride and an endurance ride. If you do endurance rides over and over and over again and build your aerobic engine, it will make the biggest difference. Now, to what extent are we building on top of the season's previous gains? If we try to simplify this, it's not a very binary question, but your aerobic building is year after year. I actually just put on my Instagram post of like, People talk about what you do today affects six months down the road or six weeks down the road. What you do today affects six years down the road. I'm still getting stronger because of aerobic work year after year after year. I didn't start riding when I was 16 or 13 like a European uh, athlete who then has 20 years of riding by the time they're in their mid-30s. I'm at like year 12 and 13. I still think I have another five years of getting faster for sure, just from miles on miles on miles of aerobic work. So those gains you're adding on to the stuff that is developed shorter, the more VO2 max anaerobic power. I hesitate to say VO2 max because you're working VO2 max through endurance rides. That's part of that Y ride endurance video, but the really short stuff that you only need a few sessions to turn on the hard, the sprinting, that's not building on top of each other year after year as much. I think you're, you are building, though, from strength gains that will help your sprint team so the gym work is building year after year. I mean, look at someone who lifts not only their form, the amount of weight they can lift, um, how much faster they recover time after time. There's a lot to be gained on that aspect. So in general, as an athlete, you are no doubt building year after year. Now, are you going to compare power curves? and see this massive change, it depends what you're training. The big well of fitness that you're aerobically growing is going to allow you to do harder efforts later in a ride, to do more of them. They don't. That type of thing doesn't always show up just on a power curve. You could go out in year one, or let's say in year four, and do more anaerobic training, and then the next year you might be doing different events and you're trying to get more aerobic, have better power four hours into a ride, you might not have as good a one-minute power. 
that doesn't mean you're worse off. You've just been training different things. So comparing power curves um, is also really tricky because if you're comparing year over year, you know, numbers from July will be different from numbers in March. And depending on where the events fall, I don't think you're always going to be cranking out. I don't think one year is going to always be better than the other. Most likely it won't be. Should I expect to emerge significantly stronger year after year of build phases? I think you're going to emerge year after year stronger after just base phases, especially because this athlete is new to training. If two to three years in, you go in and do true base miles, really work on the aerobic engine, you're going to come out stronger. No doubt about it. What is the time scale in which all this stuff plays out and how do you make power building stick? This question almost comes across to me as show me that I'm stronger because my FTP is higher. Like this question, how do we explain to this athlete like you're stronger because you can do the same effort, but not only two times now, but now you can do it four times. Or now you can do this effort 3,000 kJs deep as opposed to just when you warmed up and did it. Um, these types of things don't show up on a chart in WKO. You know, sometimes it's harder to show an athlete who's three years in and then five years in how they've grown because their FTP might not change a ton. Larry Warbath said that his hasn't changed in a super long time. Granted, he's an extremely well-developed athlete, but I think he'd alluded to from like when he was back in the day, cat one or whatever. So it's also turning the dials. Like it goes back to the previous question. What are you better at? I've gotten better at five minute to eight minute efforts, but my 40 minute power probably not, might not be as good as it used to be three years ago, but it's less applicable to how I race and the types of courses I'm doing now, um, where I live. There's just so many factors that you should be getting stronger. You should be getting better at something. But I don't necessarily know how do we say like, how do we make power building stick? No, your FTP is not going to go 240, 260, 275, 280, 290, 310. Like it just, maybe I'm misreading the question, but it's, you should be more resilient. You should have more left later. And that assumes that you're consistently training. A lot of people miss that caveat. They don't do that. So these are really good questions. I think even more of these will get answered as we do five blocks to racing and go through those. I'll put out that post. I'll sync up kind of what I was thinking in that post with the things that Dr. Sam Milan was post talking about. I think because if you don't listen to the whole, whatever it was, two-hour podcast and like break it down, it's just a lot of info. So I'm going to try and break that down, match these things up, and then take that framework, apply it to your training and your racing goals, and you should have your ship sailing towards where you want to go. So great Cat 4 question. Much appreciated. Hit us up. Any of the coaches, if you have questions, we'd love to help you. Have a great day. Good luck with your training. And if anyone's going to the Grand Fondo Nationals in Asheville this weekend, look for me and Patrick. We will be there. Super pumped for an awesome ride. Take care.